These are the 100 Days of Summer. And this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. But you got to have friends. The feelings are so strong. You got to have friends to make that day last long. I had some friends, but they're gone. Something came and took them away, and from the dusk till the Good morning, good friend. Welcome to the program. We are your friendly giant here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8.09, 9 after the hour. Finally Friday. Friday! I can't tell you how much I hate it when the young kids say that. Finally Friday. Friday! All of those things. Uh, to me, it's just it's just Friday. Mind you, Friday's a good day. I like Friday. But I uh, just said, uh, Friday! No, I just... Once upon a time. Once upon a time when it meant kicking off the... Well, frankly, the drinking weekend. That's <laughs> once upon a time. That's what it meant. Anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, 65 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 65 at the Highland. 64 at my back deck in Elm Grove. And what do we have here, Bob? We're looking at uh, 64 right on the butt. 64 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is a foggy morning. was earlier. Fog is burning off. When it's over and done with, it'll be... Mostly sunny. Some clouds may kind of hazy. Clouds mix in a little bit, but mostly sunny. Could see some spotty rain showers this afternoon. Mid to upper 80s are high for the day today. Coming up in just a minute, uh, Hoppy Kirchwell and I are going to kick around the latest on Bob Huggins. We already talked about the Donald Trump indictment and some of the follow-up on that and some of the questions. The question I ask every single day this week, what's the end game here? What's the end game with this? all these Trump indictments? Where do we eventually end up? And nobody seems to Really have a good idea. McCabe's coming in for the Friday roundtable review of local news, and we'll have our travel show. Plus, today, our Friday bumpers today, just a warning. Our a, dis songs, a disclaimer. Songs that once were hits, but now in the political environment of today are a little cringe-worthy, all right? Like... You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. Uh, things that once upon a time were a big hit, but now are cringe-worthy. That is the uh, theme of our bumper music this morning. Be part of the show if you'd like to be on the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, 304-232-8255. The Frio Stack Auction Service Text Line at 304-232-8255. And, Bob, before I get to Hoppy, Let's talk about Frio and Stack. They've got an uh, online auction underway this very minute. And we know exactly where Harding Avenue is now. Also, Howard, it is over the Parkview section, uh, so it's uh, easy to find in Elm Grove. 128 Harding Avenue. But don't go there because this is an online auction only. Right. All right, it's an go online, online auction only. That's where you go if you, if you bid and you won. You can go to 128 Harding Avenue next week. But the uh, bidding is underway right now. It's frioandstack.com. Uh, they've got all kinds of collectibles and vintage kitchenware and tractors and vintage car parts and tools and toys and a great deal more. Um, you get all the details by going to frioandstack.com. You can skim over what's available. And if you want to bid, bid now is the button you click and then uh, make, your, make your bid. It is an online auction only. Beginning Monday morning at 10 o'clock, they will start to wind the auction down. They'll start to accept bids little by little, bit by bit, over the course of the day on Monday. Pickup is next Thursday. That is where you need to know, 128 Harding Avenue. Uh, more details, of course, always at frioandstack.com. Now, uh, at 8.12 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show, then we have welcome to the program, the Dean of Journalism. I always like to no, say stop. that. I like to say that. Stop. The Dean of Journalism in West Virginia, Hoppy Kirchhoff. Good morning, Hop. Good morning. I did, uh, Howard, I did a quick search. That's an interesting topic, by the way, cringeworthy lyrics. I don't think this was a hit, but I did a, a quick Google, and on BuzzFeed, uh, one of the cringeworthy lyrics is by a group called Busted, and which I don't know, but the lyric is, I messed my pants when we flew over France. <laughs> we we kind of figure we might get in trouble for these bumpers today, but... Bob and I have talked about it for. Bob always comes. He, he handles the bumper music, and every day is a different theme for what we do. Oh, and we've been kicking around the idea of of songs that once upon a time were you know were hits, but maybe eh, 
in 2023, not so much. So. <laughs> what, what about friend, you played Friends by Bette Midler? What's what's wrong with Friends? No, no, that's our that's our regular eight o'clock hour uh, theme song. Oh. Okay, so that that's okay. That that's just our regular opening theme song. Okay. Because we try to set the friendly tone here. Yeah, yeah, you guys are friendly. Hey, can I tell you something? Um, yeah. And this will be like old news to you all, but uh, I get up to Wheeling um, fairly regularly, frankly, for uh, a couple of reasons. But um, we were downtown. and uh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, well, I know you're saying that, right? But we went to DiCarlo's. And, um, but you know what? When the downtown, I know you guys are fed up with it. When the downtown is finished, I think it's going to be really, really nice. Really nice. It, it, it met with stony silence. No, no. I'm, I'm listen. I make that point as often as I possibly can on this show. You know, it's we're going through hell right now. I mean, it's just I a, know an absolute know. disaster, and some businesses are almost shut down because they got orange cones all around them. You yeah, can't even get yeah, to them. Yeah. But it is for an ultimately really good end. I've seen the 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 design i've seen what it's going to look like uh, it's going to really make downtown wheeling a, and, and it's going to really open up all kinds of uh, possibilities for you know more we're never going to be retail like we used to be stone and thomas isn't coming back but it's going to be no. more more uh, more retail more coffee shops more uh i don't know what it's it, it in the end it's going to be great i'm glad to hear you say that because at least somebody looks you know I, I go online which i just should stop doing by the way uh social media and invariably, every single day, there's a you know, 127 post thread about how, why can't the city get its problems fixed? And these streets are terrible. And you know, somebody... I know. And, yeah, I mean, I, I do get I do get that. I and it's easy for me to say because I'm not trying to get through the downtown today to get to wherever. But you know, Howard, I this is what the way I try to look at it. When I see orange cones, and when I see workers, when I see equipment, when I see stuff being torn up and stuff being put down. I like to look at that and say, you know, this is progress. This is something that's going to be better if we can. Uh, I, I think in my freshman year I had uh, sociology, and they talked about deferred gratification. So this is <laughs> deferred gratification. And um, I, 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 like you, I, I don't know what's going to happen with retail, but you'll probably get uh, you know, some bistro-type places right. and restaurants. And you're not far from, then from Market Street. I guess that's you know, maybe walkable to Market Street. Market, and that's sure. that. Yeah. I mean that place is is really neat. So, I, I'm optimistic about your fair city. I, Plus, I, it's just a it's a beautiful city. I mean the architecture is unrivaled in West Virginia. And we we complain about the the traffic problems. And and again, and you know what? I don't I don't begrudge people complaining when you're bouncing down the road like right. like a bombed out runway in Beirut. I don't begrudge people complaining, but but I think about it this way. You know, in all the years I've been uh, watching city government and watching activity here, there is more activity going on now than there ever has been. And as you point out, orange barrels and street crews mean construction. It means progress. And yeah. you know, in the past, you might see uh, you know a little 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 section of something going on or a little building being renovated. You're seeing huge things happening here in the city of Wheeling. Just it's just. I, I'm very excited about it, and and Good. I, my only hope is this: I turned 70 on Monday. Oh, you did, or you will? I did. No, I turned 70. Oh, happy birthday! I'm sorry, happy birthday! And um, birthday. I'm I just, missed it. I'm just hoping I I will see because <laughs> when the streetscape is done, it's going to be beautiful. I just hope I'm around to see it. That's all I can say. Well, we'll we'll cart you down the street in a in something and. <laughs> Wipe the jewel from your chin and say, look at this, Mr. Monroe. How I, nice it is. I always knew it was going to be good. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Well, that, I appreciate that. I appreciate the uh, the thoughts about the city. So thanks very much on that. Uh, and I will say once again, uh, Mayor Elliott, our current mayor, um, who I wasn't necessarily supportive of when he was elected six, seven years ago, um, he has been the the leader of more activity, uh, both socially and physically, in this town than any time since I have been a reporter covering the city. Um, things are really moving forward. You know but, what I would say about Wheeling is, and if you ever watch any of those shows, like that fix those fixer upper shows and stuff like that, yeah. is that Wheeling, more than a lot of places that have been hit by difficult times, Wheeling has good bones. Yeah. 
Wheeling has good bones. I'm talking about those buildings, the, you know, the, the architecture, the history. So you got something you can you can build on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. And um, oh, anyway, so thanks thanks for the compliment to the city because, uh, and I'm sure the mayor would uh, would uh, be happy to hear you say that as well, and probably does because. He always listens on Friday because John McCabe and I, when we do our Friday roundtable, usually criticize him, and then he sends me a note about the things that we said. So I'm sure, mm. the, mayor, sure the mayor is listening. Hoppy, I did want to talk to you about your commentary yesterday, and then uh, yes, you, you discussed it a bit on uh, TalkLine. Um, I, I actually had thought when Bob Huggins was up here for the TBT, uh, what was it, last week? Just last week. Yes. You know, kind of made a just sort of a quiet entrance, and you know, people took note of him and got pictures taken with him, but. I, I got thinking, I thought, you know what, maybe all the hubbub, hubbub has faded away and maybe everybody has just kind of settled down. And then I read your commentary yesterday, and I guess things haven't settled down. Well, they, they have not settled down. Uh, the, the, there was the correspondence which was previously reported that everybody reported was that Huggins hired an attorney from Cleveland, and that attorney uh, said that Huggins didn't actually resign and he should be reinstated. And then there's a response from WVU that said, yes, he did, and he will not be reinstated. And, and that was the last that we had heard publicly. And then I did a Freedom of Information request, got a big document dump, and I looked through that. What I found was that there was a follow-up email from Huggins Cleveland attorney, David Campbell, and that Campbell said had a settlement demand and said uh, actually he'll agree to resign if certain terms are met. Those terms included uh, payment of his deferred compensation in two installments of $1.25 million. And by the way, that's not a point of contention because he's owed that money. He deferred some of his compensation, so right. he's due that. Uh, payment of his health insurance benefits until April 30th, 2024. And then these things that stood out. Install Huggins as emeritus head coach for three years to fundraise and consult with the payment for that duty to be negotiated and to allow him to have his old office back. And there are a couple other things in there, uh, too. And then WV responded three days later. Uh, the WV attorney, Stephanie Taylor, responded three days later and said, look, we want an amicable resolution here. We don't want to say bad things about you and don't want you to say bad things about us. But he is not going to be coach emeritus, <laughs> and he's not going to get his office back. However, if there there is an avenue for his return, and that would be, and they had these very specific terms, Howard, was, Mind your P's and Q's, acknowledge that you did resign, and in three years, in three years, there may, if the university is open to it, there may be an avenue to return in kind of an ambassador role. So what I got from this, this correspondence, Howard, was that Huggins was still looking for a way to be connected to the basketball program, and WVU was putting out the 10-foot pole and said, there might be a way, but not now. But not now. Some of the stuff is just almost humorous. It's interesting to me. The idea of being an emeritus coach, I think, was probably something that could have been considered before he came back and said, I didn't resign, um, or an ambassador of some kind. I always felt after the first, in, not the first incident, after the, the uh, Pittsburgh incident uh, and after his, his uh, resignation, that given time, that he would be able to come back and to be honored and to be maybe a, uh, some kind of an ambassador, some sort of an unofficial, you know, part of the university. But I felt that after the Cleveland attorney sent the I did not resign letter, that all kind of went by went by the wayside. But I find it interesting that I, I don't know why I just chuckle. He says he wants his old office back. To me, that's just like, I don't know. This seems strange. Doesn't it seem strange to you? Well, it, it's, I think it seems strange to you and to me when someone has been essentially fired, forced to resign. And I don't know Bob Huggins well. I mean, I know him, but not very well. But if your life is basketball and coaching basketball and coaching basketball for the last 16 years, whatever it's been at WVU, then all of a sudden you're not. So that to me is not really accepting that you've been separated from the program and still wanting to be a part of the program. And WVU uh, really is, is very, very anxious, whether it's WVU President E. Gordon Gee or Athletic Director Ren Baker, they want to move on. They, and they've made that very, very clear. They're ready to move on. They were very disappointed in the 
and the uh, the circumstances around the DUI arrest in Pittsburgh. They're very disappointed in how Huggins came back and said, I didn't really resign. They're over it. Hoppy, I've had several people ask me, how do you not like Bob Huggins? Because you've been pretty, since the very beginning, you've been pretty aggressive on, you know, it's time for him to go and he's got to stay away. I, I don't, it, I'm not a fanboy. Okay, I'm not a fanboy of Bob Huggins. I'm not a fanboy of, of a lot of people I cover. Um, I think that Huggins' comments, I think three things. I think Huggins' comments that he made back in May, wherever it was on that radio show, were really despicable. I mean, really juvenile and not at all in keeping with uh, a person who leads young men. Uh, but I also wrote at that time he deserved a second chance. And he got it. Then, that I, and I do believe he deserved a second chance. Then this thing in Pittsburgh, I think, wow, you don't get it. You know, you don't get this. Uh, to me, it reflects a severe case of narcissism where you don't understand that you are the face. You are the, probably the most most recognizable face of this university. And you have responsibilities that go, on, go well beyond your, you know, what you want to do, what you want to do. You're representing the university. You're a Hall of Fame coach. And I think his actions have not reflected that. And I think, look, I'm a fan of the university. I'll tell you that. And I'm a graduate of the university. And I think that his actions have reflected poorly upon the institution. And I think he needs to be held accountable for that. It doesn't have a lot to do with like or dislike. I don't, I don't know him enough. I don't know him enough personally to have a like or a dislike. Do you think that the day will come when he will come back? Well, let me, let me, no, let me, let me ask another factual question. Because I think there actually was one more piece of correspondence that you didn't get into. After the university responded with, well, no, he's not coming back. But, you know, given time, following these guidelines, maybe someday. The attorney from Cleveland did respond to that, right? He did, but it was it was pretty cryptic. Um, the response was by Huggins, Cleveland attorney. I want to make make sure I state that it's not it's not Bob right. uh, there in Wheeling, Bob Fitzsimmons, who's handling his DUI case. But this is the Wheeling attorney, who's uh, David Campbell, Cleveland. And, I'm sorry, Cleveland attorney. What did I say? You said Wheeling. Well, yeah, Cleveland attorney. That. Um, the response on July 17th was, Coach Huggins is not going to sign any documents at this time due to lack of consideration, so we will have to move forward with the pay structure under the amendment to the employment agreement. And then, But I think what stood out there, that to me was lawyer talk. I'll leave it to the lawyers. But then he said, we will give you advance notice of the next steps, of the next steps. Uh, according to the FOIA documents I got, there haven't been any additional steps yet. Maybe there will be. I don't know. We'll just have to keep an eye on that. But let me. But to your question, there is an avenue. There is an avenue for Bob Huggins to return. But the, but WV. I mean, to return in in this ambassador role. And WV has made that clear. But it's also made clear that there will have to be certain circumstances that are met for him to do that. Hobby, what do you, this is reading the tea leaves or reading the mind or whatever, because I don't think any of us know. We can talk about what people are saying in emails and letters and so on. What, what's going on with this? I mean, it's, it is so, in my mind, this I didn't resign and now I, you know, I will agree to resign if I get these things and I want to be an emeritus coach and then we'll have to not sign anything. We're looking for the next steps. This is so bizarre to me. Uh, what's going on here? Well, you asked me to get into the mind of Bob Huggins, and that is very hard for me to do. That's impossible for me to do. But I have talked to a number of people, and the consensus is that he has – and this is a human reaction – that he uh, does not believe that his actions – rise to the level of being forced out of his job, A, and B, that he is not accepted or, or is having difficulty accepting that his behavior caused him to lose his job. It's, it's, in, other uh, words, in other words, a level of denial. Now, again, that's, that's, what, that's what people who know him are suggesting to me. I, I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him in years. I don't really know him, but that's what people who know him uh, are suggesting to me, that there's a level of denial here. You probably have talked to Tony Caridi about it. What does Tony think? Tony stays out of it. 
I mean, Tony's in this weird position. He is in a very weird position, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is, he works for the university. He's the play-by-play announcer. He has a good relationship with Bob Huggins. Um, and so he, he, can't, he can't get into it. And, uh, and, and frankly, that's one of the reasons that, that I have. Tony can't. Uh, sports reporters, all due respect, I think are maybe a little bit reluctant to get too deeply into it because they cover him and they know him and you know maybe like him or have a good relationship because Huggins has developed a good relationship, very good relationship with a lot of sports reporters. I'm not there. I'm not. That's not me. You know, I'm I'm outside of that circle. So it's it, it almost is natural for somebody if somebody's going to cover this story, it probably has to be somebody outside of of sports. The sports arena. Yeah, I get it. It seems like there are things here that uh, he will probably be able to get. Again, some of it's just contractual, the, the deferred compensation. and yeah. I don't know about the health insurance. That probably is something that's – That's a no yeah. from, from WVU. But deferred compensation, I mean, he deferred part of his compensation, and that there's no – there might be a disagreement as to when the payments come. And I think one of the payments has already been made, but that's not in dispute that he's owed this money. So some of that gets done, but, but – uh, I, I, and you t- one last thing. And you talked to yeah. uh, E. Gordon Gee not uh, sh- not too long afterwards. And you you ask him the direct question: Is there any way, under any circumstance, in any conceivable near future, that Bob Huggins is back with the, the basketball team? And I, I mean, it it was not. I mean, Gordon Gee can sometimes be a little jokey or a little funny or a little you know use a metaphor or a parable. He was pretty firm about that when he talked to you. No. <laughs> The quote was, it was, it was three words, and you're right. I, asked, I said, is there any conceivable way? Do you see any way forward for him to return as head coach? The answer was no, none, no. That was the answer. And I, I tell you, I, I do know this. Uh, Gee is, uh, Guy is done with it. Done with it. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, it's time, it's, it is time to move on. Well, it's time for me to move on as well. I haven't looked at your uh, email from this morning, so I don't know. What do you got coming up today on Statewide Talk Line? Uh, we're going to continue to follow this Alderson Broadus story, um, uh, more about uh, Donald Trump, uh, as you might expect, and uh, what else? Oh, there was a story. It, it's not in Wheeling, Howard, but there's an interesting story. A canine, a police canine, uh, disappeared a couple of months ago. Like, what happened? And the canine officer was saying, well, the dog ran away. No, the dog didn't run away. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, and we have uh, have details on that coming up. And, of course, it's steam release, so you know how that goes. It, particularly since I have noted that uh, not all of your listeners are content with your approach to the Donald Trump story. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I've, I've noticed that. So. <laughs> I just, I, it, it probably is not in the – well, I'll leave it there. I did, did you, read, you should read the commentary today. I did not see today's commentary yet. No, I haven't seen that. Well, I thought you did that. I know you get up about 5.50, but you should probably <laughs> check that. I will check that out. But I did hear you yesterday saying, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not fair about that. I forget exactly how you phrased it, but, you know. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm, well, I think there's a fairness aspect, but, Howard, you're a talk show host. I'm a talk show host. And so we, we weave in stories and opinions, and so I offer opinions. And I am not – the question is, am I objective about Donald Trump? No. no. I'm not. I, I – I, I cannot be object. I, I think I can be objective about, for example, the indictment or 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 circumstances or news information. But when it comes to Donald Trump, his candidacy, no, I can't be. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with, and I don't understand how anybody can. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I think I can. I think I can. But that's where maybe you and I disagree. But if you and I agree on this, then I have to reevaluate. Go my back position. and think and think it through again. Always good talking to you, Hoppy. I appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, my friend. Happy happy belated birthday. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Hoppy Kirch will come up at 10.06 statewide talk line here on the Watchdog Radio Network. It's 8.32, 28 to the hour. All right, I screwed everything up there, pal. What do you want to do? Just go to the Let's news? Let's go to the news. All right. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 4th. Starting off with a verdict of the high-profile murder trial in Ohio County. William Carmen has been found guilty on all charges related to the murder of a Nora Skoshtag by a jury. After four days of testimony, the jury declared Carmen guilty of first-degree murder, carrying a sentence of life in prison. The jury also recommended that he not be released from jail for the rest of his life. In addition to the murder charge, he was convicted of burglary, robbery, and child endangerment. The jury had the option to offer Carmen mercy, which could have made him eligible for parole after 15 years, but decided against it.
In the other case we've been following closely for you, the prosecution wrapped up in the Josh Sills rape and kidnapping trial in Cambridge. The chief investigator was on the stand for hours explaining why it took nearly four years to bring this case to trial. If convicted on both counts, Sills could face 33 years in prison. More details and complete coverage can be found on WTRF.com. And a group of Wheeling first responders wore different uniforms last night. The police department and fire department went head-to-head -head at the first Guns and Hoses charity basketball game. Both teams have been working hard to prepare for the matchup at West Banco Arena. While it was a fun night for both teams, this game means something more. All proceeds from the event are going to Sergeant Joshua Radish of the Wheeling Police Department and his family. And if you're wondering who came out on top, well, that would be the fire department, who won 47-41. to Close game. And they used to call it Thursday Wing Night, but now Weirton rallied to make it a celebration of summer and youthful fun. Cars filled multiple parking lots around Kenny B's Bar and Grill as they and other restaurants offered hundreds of pounds of wings free for children. The tailgating was in response to the controversy surrounding wing restaurant Big Shot Bob's in Weirton, whose Facebook post this week regarding cars and their parking lot has sparked controversy in hundreds of comments. Owner Kenny Boyer says the opportunity for a party sometimes just presents itself. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Frio Stack and Associates Auctioneers, Realtors, Certified Appraisers specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack and Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, agent, and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at 304-233-3168 or email frioauc at aol.com. Frio Stack & Associates sells the earth and everything on it. Oh, there's something so real about living local. hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services, with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. 
ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every Actually, the lovely girl is here, and she's the traveling girl. And I don't know, do, do you own the heart of a lovely man every time you go traveling or something? I'm trying to figure out how we can turn this around. You know, I, I do, so I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jennifer is here today from Uniglobe, Ohio Valley Travel. 65 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 65 at the Highland, 64 uh, at uh, my pool deck in my backyard and 64 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Was it still fog out there or is it gone pretty much? Um, it's pretty much gone. Okay, it was really foggy when we came in. Mm -hmm. Fog is gone. Otherwise, a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day today. Some spotty rain showers this afternoon. We'll be in the upper 80s before it's all over and done with. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Listen, I want to start with something because several people asked me this just this past week. I had no answer for him, and I do have an answer for him now. When is the travel show going to be, the annual travel show where we you preview everything for the coming year and so on? Yes, Saturday, October 28th at the Highlands Event Center. Um, time still be determined. It might be a 11 to 3 or a 12 to 4, but Saturday, October 28th, so mark your calendar. Uh, several people asked me, and I, they said, have I missed it? I, said, I don't think so. I, we haven't been up there, so I'm, I assume not. So, okay. I'm, yeah, we try to keep it in the fall. That way we can still promote some of 2023, but then have most of 2024 ready to go there. So it's, it's a good time for people to get – of course, you kind of reflect back on the year gone by, too, which is always sort of fun. But then get a, get a look at some of the new things coming up, new trips scheduled planned for uh, 2024. Yeah, what's well, so we're working on all of our groups for 24 with – Cruises, all-inclusive, um, national parks, western. Bill put a spring training trip together for next year. That one's ready. So we're, 2024 is actually filling up really quick that we're starting on 25. So really? you might even see some 25 trips at the travel show. And then we've invited more vendors than we ever have in the past. So there will be a lot to see. If you even don't want a group trip, you want the individual side to have our cruise reps, the Apple Vacations rep, um, some of the specific destinations, Aruba, Jamaica. So... We are good to go there. Ready it's, to have it. it. You know, it's it's a it's a fun way to, to just get a lot of information. You know, um, more information you probably ever want. <laughs> but, you know, and I always pick up brochure, all kinds of brochures, and take them home. And you know, a lot of them just can't do. But it's a good thing. So October twenty eighth mm -hmm. at the Highlands. So I can tell people now. And they asked me this week. Last week I said, Oh, yep. This week I can tell them. October twenty eighth right. at the Highlands. I have some friends who just told me uh, this past weekend that they are uh, they're going to do the Alaska trip with you guys this year. Yes, that's what we had some people who uh, knew you or heard us on the radio, and Alaska is actually filling up for next year. We hold uh, 25 cabins, and I think half of those are already full. And it's going to be a land and cruise, right? Yes, so it's we're kind of flipping it from how we've done it in the past. We'll cruise first, so we'll fly oh, okay. into Vancouver, do the cruise first, and then end with the land tour doing Denali National Park, Anchorage, and Talkeetna. Those are, I've said it over again, I said it last week with Bill, it is, I think, probably my single best trip I ever took. I loved Alaska more than I ever thought I would. It was the first Uniglobe group trip I ever did, so I 
in my first cruise ever as well. So I my expectations were just all over the place. And we went and I was like, okay, I can move here. And this is this is the <laughs> job I want to do. I, I want to I want to live in Alaska and I want to, you know, do touring and be a tour guide. And I had decided that Alaska was a little too far away for family. Yeah. So I stayed here and now I get to go to Alaska. And I just went this past June and I felt it all over again. I'm like, man, I wish this wasn't so far away because it's just a fantastic trip. And and when you do the land and the land tour and the cruise, it just it, it's the perfect combination because you can see some things on land you can't see on the cruise and vice versa. Um, highlight I, again: the Alaska trip was my single. All the trips I've taken, uh, international, all the national parks and so on. Alaska probably was my favorite, and one of the highlights of my life was because uh, I've always, one of my uh, ultimate goals was to walk on the glacier and so we flew out uh, and took a plane and out to the glacier and now I ripped my hand when I got out of the airplane <laughs> but uh, that was it was just that a, aside that aside it was uh, it was a lot of fun and that is now on my bucket list so I love Alaska and I love the glacier Mendenhall and even Hubbard Glacier where the ship goes in and does a 360 spin so yeah. you see all of it um, but I've had so many of our clients do the helicopter tour to the glacier, and they just love it. I'm like, well, that's on the list now. Yeah, uh, I just I, it, it was something I've wanted to do for years and years, and then we did it, and that was just it was just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. That was great. Uh, so that's just one of the trips that you'll hear about uh, if you go to the travel show on October 28th up at the Highlands. Yes. Um, let's talk about. Uh, you have one trip that's not going to happen after all this year. Um, <laughs> what the riverboat broke or something? Tell 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 me what happened. Yeah. Here. So last year, two years ago, we did a Ron Retzer trio on the Gateway Clipper, and it was a fabulous time. And we had the dinner, and they great, played. They're a great group. Great and group. So easy to work with. So nice to work with. And they were having a ball. And you know, Ron had his captain's hat on, so we made it <laughs> lots of fun, and we really enjoyed it. But we decided instead of repeating, let's switch it up. So we had found that a company up in Pittsburgh has a ship called the um, Riverboat Explorer, and we had it booked, and we're good to go, and we're selling it. And about two weeks ago, they said, we have a technical issue where the ship can't leave the dock. Or the ship is leaking or what? I, they said technical, so I'm hoping that's not <laughs> leaking water. I'm hoping that's more of like the start button doesn't work or something. <laughs> okay. But um, <laughs> it was, uh, we're trying to find someone to fix it. So we kind of held out, kind of held out, and then this week we found out the ship cannot move. So it's kind of hard to be like, let's go up to Pittsburgh and just sit on a boat. And look at the boat. And look at a boat. <laughs> look at the riverboat. Look at a boat. <laughs> so we decided that we'd switch it up a little bit. And why go to Pittsburgh when we can just stay here um, in Wheeling? And we've made an agreement with Stifle, who's always helpful and willing to put on some shows. So we're going to do the Ron Retzer Trio dinner show. Oh, okay. So we'll have dinner at Stratford with um, Adam, oh, I just blanked on his last name, but amazing chef Adam to cook food, and then the Ron Retzer Trio will perform. And instead of the higher cost that the riverboat was, it's only $89, and we can now even take more people. That sounds good. Because um, the stifle holds more people than the boat did. Yeah, all right. And I, am I wrong? Uh, Ron Retzer is still doing a cruise with you guys? Yes, and then next year we're going to do a ocean cruise with him to Bermuda. Um, so we'll, that's next June, seven-day cruise on Celebrity Ship. Um, and it only sails to Bermuda. So you have a couple days at sea and then two days in Bermuda and then back. So that'll be a really nice, relaxing. He'll perform, well, they'll perform two or three times on the ship. And Bermuda's always a favorite. Beautiful pink sand beaches and crystal clear blue water. And Ron Retzer. <laughs> Can't get much better than that. <laughs> All together. There. Ron Retzer, he's got uh, a big fan base here in the Upper High Valley. He does, and I don't blame him. No. They're excellent. He, so. they're, they're very, very good. So the Bermuda Cruise will be in um, spring or summer of next year, right? June of next year, yes. Okay. June 23rd to the 30th. Okay. And then, uh, again, the River Boat Cruise with Ron is canceled, but there will be a, river, there will be a dinner and concert here in Wheeling, uh, which whether you're booked on the cruise or not, you can you can go to the dinner. You can, yep. So we can just call the office, get signed up. That one's August 30th for dinner and concert with the Ron Retzer Trio at Stifle. You mentioned earlier uh, Bill's got uh, spring training already nailed down. He does, yes. So next March, the 14th to the 19th, 
um, back at the Silver Silver Surf Resort. Ooh, say that three times fast. Silver Surf <laughs> Resort. I can barely say it once. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to head back there, which is in the in Bradenton. This past year, they switched it up and kind of were a little more outside. But this, you'll have an access to the beach. There's more restaurants and things around. And then the schedule's also out. So we'll see the Pirates at the Yankees, the Tigers at the Pirates, the Rays at the Pirates, and then Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, and they always do, Phil does a good job of some cookouts at the resort. They do Der Dutchman, which is always delicious food. Um, and they're there on St. Patrick's Day as well. So there's pack your green pirate shirt. <laughs> that should be good, yeah. Yes. So it, that's, already, that's already confirmed. The dates are set March 14th through 19th of next year, spring training. Yes. Yeah, because Southwest Air just came out through April of next year. So we have all the pieces now, and spring training is ready to go. All right. If you're interested, give you a call, 304-232-5171. Let's stick with sports just for a second. You're doing a Steelers trip as well. We are, yes. So in December, the 16th to the 18th, we're going to go to Indy. Um, So we're going to motorcoach over there, which it's been a while since we've done the Steeler trip in that direction. So we're going to go visit the NCAA Hall of Champions that's over there, do a group dinner, and then check into the hotel that's in downtown Indy. It's actually walking distance to the stadium. And then around there is the Circle Center Mall. There's um, the contact that we had. So there's a couple sports bars around. So even if you're not just wanting to watch the Steelers game and you want to watch football all weekend long, (laughs) plenty of options. Um, And then see the game, which is currently scheduled for Sunday, um, time to be determined. So that's why that one's a two-night trip. But December 16th to the 18th, Steelers at Indy. And if you're interested, again, call Uniglobe and uh, let them know and make your reservation. Now, I wanted to talk to you. You just got back from Disney, the, the happiest place on earth, they say. The happiest place on earth. And minus the heat, I was very happy. Was it hot when it you were there? It was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I recommend going in July, beginning of August? Maybe not. No. Maybe not. But was it still fun? Yes. Um, yeah, it was, you know, 97 feels like 107 and crowds, but... Um, yeah, we just went to Disney. It was magical, happy, everything that you'd expect it to be. But I just stayed at Riviera, which is their newest oh, okay. resort. So French feel, and um, it's all com- it's a deluxe resort, but it's all compact. And you up on the top, there's a Topolino Terrace, which is a beautiful bar uh, restaurant where you can have a character meal and meet Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, all of your favorites. Um, and then there's two different pools on site. It's really close to some other resorts that you can walk over to them. And then access from the Skyliner, which is the gondolas, can take you to two of the four parks. So it's a really convenient um, upscale resort for Disney. For folks who have never been to Disney and, and don't know, the Disney on, on-site resorts are kind of good better best essentially you know you, you, you mm-hmm. can there are different levels you call the the one the deluxe i don't know what else what other words they use but especially the good better best but i gotta say having been there the the lowest level the lowest tier of of cabins or rooms or whatever are still really good they are um my personal favorite is the art of animation which is the good, the value resort. Um, but value. That's yeah. Yeah, value, know, value so. moderate, and deluxe are <laughs> okay, their terminology. Right, but it, good, okay. better, best works as All well. Right, okay. um, but so the, on the values, the Art of Animation is a good one because they have different themed buildings. You have the Nemo rooms and the Cars room and Little Mermaid room and Lion King room. So you can pick what you or your child, but for me, I'm going to pick what I like. And I'm going to stay in the Nemo room. And one time I stayed in the Little Mermaid room. <laughs> and they are. They're really nice. And you get that feel that you're immersed in the movie. Yeah. Because um, just walking from one section to the other, I mean, they have the big Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba, you know, walking on the branch. <laughs> cool. And you just instantly start singing Hakuna Matata yeah. in your head walking through. And you're like, yeah, I'm in the movie, too. <laughs> so and over in the Little Mermaid section, you have a big Ursula and a big King Triton so then you start doing the as Ariel does which I, I will do that again I, you don't want to hear that again <laughs> Ursula will take my voice if I keep singing <laughs> so it's just a really fun experience whether you're at any of the tiers of resorts and it's nice to stay on property because you have the access to the buses straight to the park there's boats to the park there's the Skyliner to the parks so it just makes it convenient and easy to get around I, I 
often said when I first went, I stayed on, on premise the very first, well, actually the first time was on our honeymoon. We had gone to Daytona. We just drove over. But the first time I went to Disney for the purpose of Disney, I mean, I really debated, well, what's the value? There's that word again. <laughs> what's the point of staying on property? You know, I can find a Motel 6 out here someplace and, you know, look at the map. It looks pretty close, you know. What's the big deal? And then you get there and you realize, oh, no, there's a gigantic deal between staying mm-hmm. on property and off property. My favorite part of staying on versus off, because I've done a combination of the both, is just avoiding the parking lot. Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the worst because you've walked, I think I had t- over 20,000 steps the three days I was there, eight, nine miles a day. And at the end of the day, you're so ty- tired and you leave the park and you're sad that you're leaving the park and then you have another mile to your car. To, to your car. Yeah. And it's just like, that is the longest walk possible. Yeah, um, if you're driving um, in uh, on a daily basis, you see the gate to Disney World, which is the, which is the gate to the park. Mm-hmm. You go, I'm here. Not really. No, 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 no. no. You're just there, the parking lot. Then you got to go through the lot. And mm-hmm. Now, listen, if you want to stay off premise, there's, that's fine. But mm-hmm. uh, staying on premise, it, it makes it. And you get the you get usually some other amenities by staying on premise too. Yes, yeah, so all the parks, if you stay on property, you get to go into the park thirty minutes before the general public. So that is always really nice because a handful of the attractions are open. You could go in and just get breakfast, um, walk around. Like it's a good time to take pictures of the castle or the tree of life because there's just a little less people around. Um, so that one's really nice. And then the deluxe resorts on select days, they do two hours extra in the park. So I we uh, went to Magic Kingdom that day, which granted we were tired by 10 o'clock, but we could have stayed till midnight because we were on property. So it's just a nice little bonus feature. And I also like that all the resorts have different meal options. So mm-hmm. versus when you stay offsite and your hotel only offers breakfast, you're, you're hungry throughout the day and you need a yeah. snack and dinner and there's two or three options at just about every resort. It, uh, but it, it, we often talk, I often talk about that. If you are going to Disney World, you really need to plan it. And I know the first time I went, a long time ago, um, I didn't think that was necessary. I thought, how silly is this? You know, this, and how silly is this idea of being able to get in there an hour earlier, half an hour? No, no, that that's a big deal. But you really do have to know what you're doing. Uh, and, and that's where... Uh, you have, uh, what do you call them, Disney concierge, or, mm-hmm. you know, you have people that can help with that. Yes, yeah, so I, we have our six or seven agents up front that can do the booking, and then we have Wendy, our Disney concierge, who can help with the, you know, okay, what rides is my child tall enough for, or which one is a little more scary than another ride, dining recommendations, um, attractions, the shows, which ones to see, um, the lightning lanes, the app that you have to use for 90 percent of the stuff that you want to kind of do because you can do mobile orders of food you can do the lightning lanes it helps you skip the line you can see the show times you can see when the characters are out so there's a lot of technical and untechnical things that you just don't know and as much information is out on the website or out in the internet it doesn't all agree with each other so (laughs) wendy's been there i think 40 some times i think this was my 42nd ish time so between everyone in the office we've gone over you know 200 times to disney and we we know it so (laughs) if you want to make a disney trip worth what not listen can you go fly down or drive down to uh, florida and and get a motel whatever get a hotel and drive in yeah but if you really want to get your full value out of things you need to plan it. You need to know where you might want to go to eat, what kind of, you know, a lot of a lot of restaurants require reservations, and sometimes you have to make them early. Yes, 60 days in advance is when you can start making reservations. And if you want the uh, to eat in the castle or you want um, Beauty and the Beast where the gray stuff is delicious, like those ones sell out really quick, as well as the character meals. Um, so those ones you want to make at the 60 day mark where other ones you could wait till 30 or maybe someone cancels two days before and you get the chance. But if you're going, whether it's your first time or your 50th time and there's certain things that you want to do and you want to see, it's better to plan and, and figure out the right way to plan it. And of course, it's not just one park, it's multiple parks. What's your favorite part of Disney? Oh, that's such a tough question. (laughs) 
I love the castle and the fireworks show. Yeah. I mean, Happily Ever After is the current fireworks show, and it truly just, like, you get the chills when you watch it. And it has every story and character and the fireworks and the projections on the castle and the main street. Oh, I could just go on for, like, 30 minutes about that. But so I think, I think Magic Kingdom is probably my favorite with the castle and the fireworks. But I also like an Animal Kingdom, the Lion King show, uh, that's you know crowd entertainment and participation. That's a really good one. Um, and then over in um, Epcot, the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride's really cool. So I don't have a personal favorite because they're all nice. But Magic Kingdom is probably the yeah. Top. You almost I mean <laughs> if you're going to Disney, you want to be in Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. at least for a day or two. Uh, you may want to take another day to go somewhere else, but in the in the Disney parks. But that you want to do. You got to do Magic Kingdom. You have to. That's the. You got Dumbo. You got Aladdin. You have Goofy's Barnstormer, the Castle, and the Tomorrowland Speedway, and Jungle Jungle Cruise, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like all the classics are Magic Kingdom. And whether you have kids or not, if you, even if you're by yourself, have a character dinner. You know, <laughs> go to a character yes. meal. You want to get you want. I don't care if the kids are there or not. You want Mickey or Goofy ever to come around and say hello to you. You really? I mean, I'm 30 something. No kids. Go by myself or with my sister or friends, and I always do a character meal. Yeah. Jennifer, I'm sorry. When you when you're there for a couple of days, do you plan a day? Say, okay, today we're going to ride the rides. That's what we're going to do today. Or today we're going to go see the shows. Or do you mix it up every day? Mix it up because you kind of need a break in between waiting for the rides or your legs will get tired and you want to sit down and have that show. So I kind of mix it up that I like for Magic Kingdom, for instance, I'll go in and you hit, you know, Space Mountain and Tomorrowland Speedway. And now let's go sit and watch Indiana Jones and have a snack. And then, OK, now we're refreshed and you've had some water and food. Let's go ride the Jungle Book and Pirates or the Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean and Aladdin. And you know what? Now we're hot and we need lunch. So I kind of just mix it up a little bit. That way you don't run out of steam at 10 a.m. <laughs> but you do want to you do want to plan that ahead of time, probably. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. you don't want to backtrack across the park either. Like Just I said, wandering, wandering in and wandering around, it, you can do it, mm-hmm. but it's not the smartest way to do it. Yeah, and when you're doing 20,000 steps a day, I think the most I've ever done there was 32,000 steps a day. <laughs> you don't want to go back and forth from left to right side of the park. You want to make the most of your time there. See, I do pretty much that same thing. I do about 32 steps a day. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I do. Thousand. Jennifer, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, thousand. See, oh, I forget those zeros. All right, always uh, good talking to you. Um, call Uniglobal High Valley Travel for your travel needs, whether it's personal needs or group trips. 304-232-5171. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Howard. Uh, ABC News is already in progress. ABC News. I didn't learn anything new, but it was good to see uh, former President Trump facing accountability just like any other person in this country would if they committed the crimes that he did. The former president subject to conditions imposed by the court, including not discussing the case with any known witnesses. ABC legal analyst Dan Abrams says one would be former Vice President Mike Pence, and those two could be on a debate stage at some point. If they do end up on the same stage, one of the exceptions is you can do it in the presence of counsel. Do you include one of the lawyers in the audience? As a practical matter, I think if anyone's concerned about it, they would go to the court, they would say, hey, By the way, we're having a debate about this. The issue may come up. I'm sure the court would give them permission. Federal prosecutors in New York want disgraced crypto executive Sam Bankman-Fried's bail revoked. They also want him held before he faces trial on fraud charges, accusing him of witness tampering. And prosecutors in New York State are asking a judge to order suspected serial killer Rex Hewerman to submit a DNA sample to try to determine if he was connected to other killings. You're listening to ABC News. At Fisher Investments, our clients know we have their backs. How do your clients know that? Because Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, the highest standard for a financial advisor. It means we're there for our clients and always put their interests first. So wait, you do it because you have to? No, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Our clients trust